0: met this girl named Buffy. I'm Pike. Pike isn't a name, it's a fish. I liked her even though she seemed kind of flaky.
1: But as it turns out... You oh. have been chosen, Buffy. To
0: do what?
1: To stop the vampires. Does
0: Elvis talk to
1: you? And things started getting weird around here. Are we
2: having a nightmare? You threw
0: a knife at my head.
1: And you caught it was the one person I could really count on. Kill him a lot. Hi. Hi. What What am I doing here? I'm saving your butt. That is a bad guy. Can we go, please? The Slayer is unmasked. Let's finish it. Too. I think this relationship has potential. Hi. How's it going? You're obviously having a bad hair day. If she can just get rid of those other guys in her life... Oh! Christy Swanson I am so sure Donald Sutherland Ah, ah. Paul Rubens Ah. With Rutger Hauer and Luke Perry Buffy, you're not like other girls Ah. Yes I am
0: Buffy, the vampire slayer
1: You didn't even break a nail
0: Directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. Yes. We got a good one today. We always have a good one. Of course. <laughs> everybody who's listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these, these are, are the, the movies that, that made us weekend. gay. Indeed. Our Labor Day weekend recorded episode. Yes. Yes. This is um, a nice, welcome, long weekend. We took the
2: show on the road. We actually went and visited <laughs> our guest for this one. Yes,
0: we don't, We don't often do that, guys. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I should say something here. Scott, why don't we talk a little bit about the movie that we just watched and introduce our wonderful guests. We watched Buffy the Vampire
2: Slayer, released July 31st, 1992, with yes, Jacob Carrillo. Welcome back to the show. You were last here for summer school. It was. Hello. Actually, that was... That was Labor Day. Like almost, yeah, in like two years Two years ago. ago. So, yeah. we've hung out with you the past, like, two Labor Days in a row, and I remember our first time that we met you, when you came and visited us, we went out the night before Precinct. I had way too much to drink, and we (laughs) put on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was so hungover during it that I think that I fell asleep. Do you remember that? I I remember going to Precinct. So this is our second time that we watched this on Labor Day, or like Labor Day weekend.
0: I have no memory of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep.
2: I remember Precinct. Um, I remember... Drinking, I actually remember we're drinking a lot of wine.
0: <laughs> recording the last one. <laughs> well, we we like to enjoy a cocktail while we are uh, recording the show, mm-hmm. just to keep things. Loose. I mean, I have a, I have a course and right now in front of me. So, um, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, the movie. Uh, you yes. know, it is a it's Joss Whedon. So I mean for people mm-hmm. who are not familiar, if you're only familiar with the television show, you know this did start off as a movie. This is from nineteen ninety two. And said, this was right? my
2: introduction to the material right. that I was very familiar with the movie before the show came out in ninety seven. I would agree, yeah, me too. Repeat when the movie was released? It was released um july thirty first, nineteen ninety two. The same day that Death Becomes Her came out.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I was more of a Death Becomes Her person than uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: This was on steady rotation when I was a child that I would always pick it up at the video store. And I was introduced to this movie by my mother. My mom really loved this movie when it came out. Really? Yeah. How did she see it? I think that she must have seen it in the theater with my dad. Wow, they saw it in the theater? I think so. Yeah. So this was, like, introduced to me by my mom. So I think I'm going to give this credit to my cousin dana um she was slightly older than me um she was probably actually in middle school when this came out and i loved it i think i rented it once and then my dad recorded it for me off of like showtime cinemax you know and i probably wore that you know Mm -hmm. tape over and over again i think i had this recorded off of uh like tbs
0: or something too that I would watch a lot. Pete, what about you? Um, I didn't see it for many years. Uh, I, it wasn't something that I saw in the theater, and uh, I feel like I didn't really seek it out or watch it a lot. Like I was watching like teen comedies, you know, I was a big fan of like Clueless and, and all that, but I just never got around to watching this. Interesting. Okay. And um, I remember when the sh- when the series uh, premiered in the late nineties. Uh, watching the pilot, really loving it, thinking the writing was, you know, just so fresh and funny and all of that, and just kind of loving all of that early Joss Whedon stuff. Um, I feel like I may may have just sought out this movie once the series became a thing, and just kind of understanding oh, okay. that you know really? it is its own thing. Interesting. Okay. Well, do you, know? you
2: remember when it was like the trailer and it was yeah. in the
0: theaters? Mm-hmm. Because it was such a big deal that you know Luke Perry it was his first big movie uh, is in coming off nine oh two and oh is in a is in a feature because a lot of the nine oh two and no kid you know at that time crossing over to to movies from TV was a was kind of a big deal and and Luke Perry especially he looked so different in this movie compared to his his nine oh two and oh look yeah um it, that it was a big deal and I was very much a nine oh two and oh fan so yeah.
2: mm-hmm. I definitely remember the posters at the theater the cardboard cutout at video park because i don't think hollywood video had bought out the video park in madera ah. um and i remember the trip i remember wanting to see it mm-hmm. and obviously i was 92 so i was eight at the time.
0: Mhm. So it took a while for you to get around to actually watching it. You said you were once it I'm not, honestly once it probably
2: hit the video stores when I saw it.
0: Okay. Oh, I felt like I would have watched this in probably
2: the second or the third grade. I was very young being introduced to this movie and just kind of thinking that it was so cool that like these are these are the type of young people that i want to hang out with when i get older (laughs) yes okay so i'm not sure about how you felt when when you were really young watching high school movies i was scared of high school like i mean lean on me that made me never want to. Well, that's go, a
0: scary movie. I know. Though. That's I'm, like, I know. That's, but that's like, a scared, straight but high school movie. Like,
2: Buffy was like, ooh, this high school looks bright, even though there's mm-hmm. vampires, but it's fun vampires. Yeah. You know, I. it made me kind of like cool for high school in a way. Yeah. I always just used to love all of the scenes with the friends that mm-hmm. I like their little, uh, their cool banter that they had that this was sort of coming off the eighties ballet girl slang. Yes. I always thought that was really fun as and a I, kid. And I think I um, imitated them. And one of the many things that my parents obviously knew I was gay was that I would, Say the lines and recreate everything from the movie as I possibly could. (laughs) The choreographed fight scenes when she's training. Okay, yes. Um, If we're going to say why this movie made me gay, it's she does gymnastics. She (laughs) fights crime and does does gymnastics. I think every little gay boy, if they could choose, hey, Pink Ranger, why? Because she gets to do gymnastics.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, are all those backflips going to get you from point A to point B any faster? It looks a lot cooler. <laughs> Maybe though. not. But, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it, it does look it, a lot cooler. It looks better. So, um yeah, I mean, all the high school stuff is really fun. Um I Christy Swanson, I feel like, was somebody that I never really latched onto. I don't know what it was about her performance for me when I was a kid that I was like, I don't know about this one. But I really, like I said, I really liked Luke Perry, uh, Mm -hmm. David Arquette, I thought was fun. And then Paul Rubens is in in this movie. Yeah, so cool. So that was another thing that kind of brought me into it, thinking, like, okay, I'm going to like this. I remember, like, not knowing. Paul
2: Rubens was in a well Pee Wee as a kid yeah, one, yeah. and I, rem- I remember when he the whole scandal because mm-hmm. this would have been made very close to that scandal exactly because yeah. mm-hmm. he has the
0: hair in the mugshot yes yep. it's this hair exactly and so I always thought wow he got caught masturbating and they let him be in a movie <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, but I mean the you know the the dialogue, the slang, like whether it's made up or whether it's like real to the period or the region or whatever, it is very like does have that Joss Whedon kind of stamp all over mm-hmm. it because because even in the Buffy show, a lot of the things they said, it's just like oh my god, nobody talks like that, but it's fun mm-hmm. to like to listen to and to quote and all that, and even his other material, Firefly and all that. There's a lot of made up like there's like and, a banter with its um, main characters, yeah. but there's like a Made-up vocabulary and that he that he includes in a lot of his in his projects. Mr. Howard is so heinous. He's always giving me a hard time. I get a C plus on the test, and he tells me
2: you have no sense of history. I have no sense of history. He wears a brown tie. You got a C plus. I can't believe I cheated off of you. Excuse me for not knowing about El Salvador. Like I'm ever going to Spain anyway. Oh, wow. Look at that jacket.
0: Oh, this is so lush. Wouldn't you guys just love me in this? Guys, what's the sitch? I'm bored. What do you think? Please, so five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh. And this movie is no different. There is, like, some crazy stuff. Like uh, mm-hmm. when they're deciding what movie theater to go to.
2: Yeah, I love that oh, scene. Teach it, uh, um, oh, I it. They don't have THX. No, T-H-X. THX. no Dolby. No Dolby. I always thought that, <gasps> oh, is that a- she said um, they show previews for foreign movies, but when I was a kid,
0: I thought that she said porn movies. <laughs> Like, she says they show... Pre- they say that they suggest the Beverly Center, and she says, no, we're not going to the Beverly Center. They show previews for foreign, foreign movies. movies. Mm, why would we want to watch
2: that? And especially, like, opening up with that mall scene that you have your whole dream sequence set in the Middle Ages, like yeah, the Dark well, Ages. It's the dark... Yeah, we have to mm-hmm. make it very clear, because, yep. um, because it's Joss Whedon, everything is intentional, and it opens up with the Dark Ages... They do their fun little gymnastics, not gymnastics, they're cheerleading, and then when they go to the mall, it says the light ages, but it's It's spelled like L-I-T-E, like light beer or like... Like light soda. Light soda, Mm. yep. Well, that was the time. I mean, you could not be skinny unless you ate or drank a light
0: product. Sugar-free. Everything mm-hmm. had to be sugar-free in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just that kind of, like, funny little wink in and And just thing, sort of the dialogue
2: of Christy Swanson and all the rest of the girls. Screen debut of Hillary Swank. This was Hilary Swank's first movie. Double but just winner. I love that whole setup of them as friends going up the escalator and just... Just like talking to each other and their little banter. I always liked that as a kid. And it's one of those things that Christy Swanson... I know that she's a very controversial um, actress and kind of an asshole. Sorry, Christy, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. And I know that you are. (laughs) But I think that she's really good in this movie, though.
0: Yeah, that's something mm -hmm. that I always kind of... It took me a while to come around to it because early on, I was like... They're terrible. Like they're just mean. You know, like talking in the movie theater and all that stuff. I'm just like these three hoes. But then, like as I watch it now, she is actually really good in it. And you and some see of the like a nice character arc with her too when if she's the movie. doing um, some of the, you know, when she's saying some of her, you know, little like entitled, you know, things that she throws out there are. They're funny and they're like, I don't know, just thoughtful in in her delivery.
2: Well, yeah, I thought she was a great actress. I mean, I believed she was doing the gymnastics, you know? Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, You know, and we probably will eventually talk about this. You have to start, you have to compare the movie and the TV show, but Mm -hmm. um, she was funny, like, you Mm -hmm. know, in the movie. um, She looks beautiful, honestly. I watch it, like, she really is a beauty. She's pretty doing Mm -hmm. this. Uh, and you believe that she would be strong, um, doing this as well. Um, and that whole scene, though, like in the very beginning, it also kind of establishes some of that dynamic between her friends. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that you know, it's Mean Girls basically. They're not really friends. Well, at least not her and Hillary Swank. Cause yeah, you, they both hate each other. Yeah, they see. Yeah, that yellow. It all comes leather- down to that jacket. yellow leather jacket. This jacket.
0: <laughs> But it's interesting, though, because I feel like as most of the characters... One of the characters in particular just is a complete dolt. But you, th- I feel like Buffy kind of plays off this persona that, like, they're not that smart, you know? Like when they're talking about... Um, the dance themes and the environment and all of that and the one character says the ozone layer and she's like oh yeah we gotta get rid of that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also I think there I think the character of Buffy is smarter than she's letting on sure to yep. this friend group because she knows to keep this station of popularity being smart is not gonna be she like, has to well dim received. herself down a little bit when yeah. I mean, she's
2: surrounded by all of these girls yeah it's very funny because You know, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie for like how many years and then how they're talking about the dance theme and we seniors, we have to show that we are going to be aware and involved in the world around us. And then when she goes into the scene scene where she brings Pike back, she talks about how she's starting to be aware of things outside of her like Mm -hmm. dumb Mm -hmm. social clique. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is the English teacher in me now. I'm like, was that on purpose? Is this (laughs) this the layering of Joss Whedon? I think so. I mean, you see her grow as a person in each scene of the movie Mm -hmm. too, which is kind of clever about the script. I know that Joss Whedon has been very forward after the making of this that I think that his tone was originally a little more dark. I think that he even referenced with Luke Perry on set making a movie kind of like near dark. Kind of this darker vampire movie. And I think as they were making it, they kind of felt, we need to lighten this movie up. And I think that he kind of took it personal, too. Like, that tone. Let's talk about that tone. Okay, so this is 92. I don't... I can't... Like, this is before grunge. I can't imagine that type of dark tone in the early 90s. Especially aimed at teenagers, too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about um, how... um, Lost Boys kind of had a little bit like a light it's comedy. Kind of, but It's kind of a horror, horror. comedy. Exactly. Yep. And right now, I'm thinking, I remember that movie, My Boyfriend's Back. I remember my, with Tom Everett Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what made me think right now. Like... To me, I'd put... But that this was in the in- later 90s, though, wasn't it? No, that so was around, like, 93, 92. I think so, around the time this movie came so out. So, I mm. kind of put it in, like, that type of category. Like, I don't think we, we were... I mean, imagine, like... This is the Save by the Bell still. Type well,
0: I thing. mean, let's not forget. Nevermind nice. And Pearl Jam's 10 were both released in 1991. Sure. So... Hadn't but hadn't come down Take, yet Seattle. I mean, Seattle. This, I mean <laughs> no, it was soundtrack it is, was firmly. This soundtrack
2: is also pretty cool. It has like Matthew Sweet and to mm. the Wet Sprocket. So yeah. it feels very it needs, cool it needs for the be, early nineties. It
0: needs to be this light. I feel like this kind yeah, of this kind of a movie needs to be this light. I don't. I don't know well, that it was. You know, I, you meant maybe to you're be.
2: right because when we think about the Buffy origin. In the series, Buffy automatically she's already known she's a Slayer. She had -hmm. had Merrick's dead, Um, you know, and in this one, she doesn't know she is the Slayer. So it's it's it is this this is her Batman Begins. This is the origin, and I think it's that's what I think is really satisfying about it when you revisit it that you are introduced to Buffy in season one that she's already had this adventure prior to mm-hmm, it. It might right. be sort of a different type of the version of events from this movie, but she's already kind of grown as a person. Well, and I like that you sort of see Christie Swanson have that arc. It's super satisfying as yeah. a viewer.
0: The show constantly references her burning down the gym yes. of her mm-hmm. last high school. And I now, think, that doesn't quite happen in Well, I in think this that movie? was from
2: one of the original shooting I'm scripts sure. that okay. they had to sort of downsize. Which
0: they... Ultimately turned into a comic book series. I think so, yeah. Right. So if you want to find or if you want to read Joss's original treatment, it's there in comic book form. But I think the TV show also kind of has a lighter tone, too. I mean, it is dark, Mm -hmm. you know physically like aesthetically as well as tonally but i do think that there it, it's very it's it's light and funny i feel uh-huh. like you know characters like xander and even willow like bring a lot of like lightness to it when but a different kind of. when
2: was the first season of buffy was it 97 was
0: spring of 97, 97 i think
2: so like this is right after scream
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yep. this
2: is, um, and I feel like that, like that 96 and one could argue how, yes, um, and 90210, Party of Five, it kind of, they were the precursors to young people sounding like adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darker tones. Yeah. And, um, and, and, but like, I think of Sarah Michelle Geller playing this Buffy right. in the movie. Mm-hmm the the valley girl the cheerleader and you get a glimpse of that i think it's in season three where angel he is um kind of re, i think he's real the first is causing him nightmares and trying to have him kill himself and he thinks about uh, the first time he met buffy and you can tell i think joss is trying to like I'm going to merge. I think she wears like, she has a long hair and she has those like pink shorts or something. Um, and you get a glimpse of Sarah playing this type of Buffy mm-hmm. and she can do it. Cause Sarah, yeah. I, you know, she's a good actress, but I find it more believable. With Christy being that rapid. Agreed,
0: yeah. And it's also not an analogous, like, this is the prequel to the show. Because Mm -hmm. this movie, it's clearly stated that they are seniors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in the show, she's got, like, three years of high school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So So that means she was a freshman. I mean, classic (laughs) high
2: school fashion, you introduce them maybe as sophomores. Yeah. yeah. then a junior. And then they they graduate. In season later. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They did the same thing on 902 and L. Yes. And the OC. Mm hmm. Um, when they all. None of those people <laughs> look like 15 year old sophomores, but hey, whatever. <laughs> what was it? So we did the math. Uh, Christy Swanson, I think, was around
2: 21 when she was shooting this movie. And
0: Luke was around
2: 24. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we have to talk about Luke Perry's look in this movie because this was. Shot concurrently with nine oh two and He would probably been and He probably would point. have
2: been finishing up season two or maybe even season three.
0: But you know, just like flatten that hair down to that Caesar cut mm-hmm. and give him that little soul Pre-Coonie, patch, and it Pre-Coonie. completely changes. Super his cute. Look. And it's one of those things that when I revisit
2: nine oh two and oh, yeah, Luke Perry just does not do it for me. I think it's just how they <laughs> styled Dylan that he just looks, he just looks like he's a cop posing as a high schooler. <laughs> Do you remember that yes. Simpsons parody? Yeah. And, like, it's obviously the Luke Perry character, and he smiles, and he has the whole All wrinkles. wrinkles. Yeah. Mm.
0: Aw. I mean, you, you Scott, are always a Jason Priestley ride or die. So, are you Jason Priestley? You know, yeah, yeah it's kinda... that pretty face. <sighs> Dylan, uh, <sighs> Brandon
2: might be kind of a boring character, but it's that pretty Jason face, though. I... <sighs> Yeah, he doesn't have a better face, but like Ian Ziering had like that jock body. Of course, you would (laughs) like Ian Ziering. I I like I like the muscles. I like the muscles.
0: Ian Ziering today is like he can still hit it too. I mean, Brian Austin Austin Green can also still hit it. Mm -hmm. Well, Brian Austin Green was like the young spring chicken compared Mm -hmm. to the rest of them, Mm -hmm. and um, no, he looks amazing.
2: But there's just something how uh, how Luke looks in this movie that. I think that he just looks like a young person. He does. Of 92. He does. Yeah. He does mm-hmm. them like giving Caesar cut, flatten the hair down. Mm-hmm. They made him look young. And he's probably playing someone who's like, what, 18, 19? Mm-hmm. Just graduated I mean, high school. Yeah, he go lives. To college. He
0: lives alone. He works. He's got a, a, works apartment. In a garage. Yeah. He's
2: yep. a best friends with David Arquette. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I
0: also love, and we talk about this a lot. His apartment is like a dumpy little one-room apartment. Yeah. Over the garage. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Over Over the garage. garage. You know, it's just like a little- He has his little bachelor kitchen. LA apartment Mm -hmm. that he he can afford, you know? And like, I love that him and David Arquette don't have any money. They throw their change on- (laughs) On Ricky Lake's (laughs) tray. Ricky Lake's tray. I can get you two coffees or a hot dog. Nothing Nothing on on it. it. Nothing on the side. Mm
2: -hmm. My name is Charlotte. I'll be your
0: waitress. Thanks, Charlotte. And- She brings them one hot dog, nothing on it, nothing on the side, because Luke Pike, later on in that scene, is eating just the bun. And David Arquette whips out the little wiener Mm -hmm. and shoves it in Christy Swanson's face. So they split the plain hot dog. Yeah, I love that about. Well, those that's two. a mm-hmm. very important scene. Okay, that's
2: a very important scene for this reason. In that scene, you get that Buffy is different <laughs> than the other girls. She can defend herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she calls out. She calls out these guys, and she she chops that hot dog in half with a mm-hmm. butter knife. How fierce is that?
0: I mean, those four were being pretty rotted in that movie, mm-hmm. but still, you know, yeah, <laughs> they were they were annoying, they were annoying girls. But yes. still, uh, no no man should ever wave a hot dog in no a teenage Mm-mm. girl's face like that. <laughs> Utterly inappropriate.
2: So when they're when they first when you first meet. Uh, Buffy's boyfriend and they're walking down the escalator that is now an LA fitness on Hollywood Boulevard that is like right next to the man's Chinese theater that's the first gym that I signed up at when I moved to LA and I like rewatching that scene just being like hmm that was a movie theater at one time. That makes total sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then below it, right underneath that escalators, uh, was the Knitting Factory for many years. I want to say about ten What's years. What's the Knitting Factory? The Knitting Factory was a, a venue, a music venue. Okay. So I think see, they changed it, it into a fresh band when oh, I moved yeah, here. Not sure what it is now, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think that. But yeah, I saw I saw many a band at the Knitting Factory. Um, so, yeah, that was that was sad. You can see
2: day. like an early El Capitan theater, probably when they remodeled
0: it right down the street too. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what you can see because it's close, it's on Hollywood Boulevard, but it's almost to the La Brea. Like it's on, it's like yeah. It's the almost Roosevelt, there. It's like half a block. So like what mm-hmm. you're seeing across the street was like a liquor store which is like now it's probably like a like an H&M or something, isn't it? Like on that side it of the It was street. that crazy McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. No, isn't the crazy McDonald's is down by the by the Ripley's. Believe it or not, isn't it? At any rate, anyways. <laughs> it's Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. As we're dissecting like
2: Hollywood Boulevard yeah. from 92. Okay, so Buffy movie She's from LA, and then she was a sunny su- Sunnyvale is in California. Sunnydale, right? I it's think sunny Sunnydale. Sunnydale. Sunnydale, Sunnyvale, so. vale Sunnyvale is, is a real here. place. Yes. It yeah. is in Northern California. Yeah, I take it that like Sunnydale is like you pass it when you're going to like Paso Robles or something. So that's like central Central California. Don't yeah, the, but, wait, but
0: but in the show though, don't they make reference to other cities? They or? go to the beach. Go to the on beach. the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then it
2: has to be somewhere Southern California. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be a, a analogy of Sunnyvale mm-hmm. because that's, yeah. I think I just messed up the word. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that too, because I remember driving up, up, you know, mm-hmm. California, going to the Bay Area and stuff and seeing Sunnyvale in like, you know, the late nineties and going, Oh, like, like I'm yeah. Buffy. Um, but just thinking, it's a, it's a coincidence.
2: I do like the change of Buffy's parents. That you don't have Joyce Summer. The parents, in the parents movie? are yeah. out of control, uh, and I love them. And I just characters. found out her mother is an Oscar-nominated actress, Candy Clark. Candy Clark, and she was in American Graffiti. Oh, how about so oh. she was like the movie's one Oscar nominee.
0: <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well, well,
2: There's a double Oscar winner. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean right. <laughs> but, but like at the time. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, no, no. Ben <laughs> Affleck is in this. So he, how many, how many Oscars does, does Ben have? Uh, two? Ben, Ben has two. He has screenwriting and a and, uh, picture. Oh wow, this is a multi. But I like, but I like those future Oscar winners are pretty below. The yeah. main cast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does Donald Sutherland have any Oscars? He
0: only has an honorary one.
2: An he's, honorary one? Uh, he's, he doesn't have any Oscars. For writing his own w- dialogue. Is that what he got it for? So I know that Donald Sutherland was not very happy about being in this movie. That he was <laughs> kind of an asshole on set oh. to the director, to Joss. That he was just like, I was in... Ordinary people. (laughs) Not ten years ago. Why am I in this movie called Buffy the Vampire (laughs)
1: Slayer? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: that's the other thing about this movie. It's that even from the title alone, you know, that's that's why I'm saying it needs to be. It needs to be lighter. Mm -hmm. You name your movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you're like, but I want it to be a gritty like horror piece. It's like, all right, Josh Sweden, calm down. You know, and I also think for. Yes, his family is, like, in the business, and yes, he's, like, this, you know, hot shot, wunderkind, like, young guy at the time, screenwriter, but it's, like... For screenwriters, nobody cares. Once you sell your move, your movie, and yeah. it's being shot, you don't have a say in it. You anymore, pretty much have to, su- you know, surrender. So to I don't know where the studio and the director. Yeah, so I don't know where he got off in 1992 at like 30 or 28 or whatever, going like, why aren't they taking my, you know, notes? It's like because they bought your movie, dude. They're yeah. making it. Just and this happy. wasn't
2: even at a time where you would see him do a lot of script doctoring. Yep. Yeah, like he hadn't done yeah. like a rewrite for Toy Story. Yeah, that all came. So later. it's just
0: sort of like, yeah. Yeah, But I think it's just because, like I said, he is, like, legacy Hollywood. What like, do his parents do? His father's a screenwriter. I didn't know his that. That's his, right. uh, uh, his father, like, wrote on the Golden Girls. Oh, sure. Okay. There is a Whedon. There's That's a, a Whedon on, on Golden, the, Golden Girls. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm pretty sure that's his dad. And then he has, like, an older brother that also is a, is a, a screenwriter. And then, like, his he works a lot with his younger brother. Interesting. I yeah. know that. Yeah. So I think he just kind of had this whole, like, I know how this industry works. Mm-hmm. I know how to write a script, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, why didn't you sign me on as a producer yeah. when you bought the script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, just the fact that he got to be on set and argue with Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, that doesn't happen for a lot of other screenwriters. But you know what? You know? I
2: think when you look at the whole history of, you know, from the script throughout the series, the series is probably really only good because he got kicked out, you know? Sure. He, he got to... Right. He mm-hmm. saw what someone else did so he could visualize and you know, when the series did happen, have more of that creative control. Well and also uh screenwriters like Marnie Noxon Mm -hmm. I think also had a big part of forming the character and her journey as well. Mm -hmm. Isn't her name Marty Noxon? Oh I don't know. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. of you know Marty Nixon when you say Marty It's not it's (laughs) yeah. on the she was on the show? She was a she was a writer. She also wrote on Mad Men
0: sure sure well uh so tom whedon who's joss and jed and zach's father um he created and wrote uh and was a head writer on the electric company but he worked on the dick Havitt show benson alice the golden girls early um, to rest, yeah a lot of stuff early to a bed. lot of stuff so yeah um and i'm gonna find the, the name of that uh screenwriter you're talking about but moving marie forward. nixon
2: is the is the is the singer Yes, <laughs> hold on she, she dubbed <laughs> for west side story and for my fair lady um i always thought the dialogue as a eight-year-old gay boy was mm-hmm. so much fun same and now when I do watch this, knowing how much Kiefer uh, – Kiefer, sorry – Donald <laughs> Sutherland hated being on this, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, he's kind of just thrown away everything, kind of really don't – not really putting a whole lot into the character. And then I start thinking, how did – Christy Swanson, this is the script I memorized. Right. Oh, he's changing this on me. <laughs> yeah, that's the mm-hmm.
0: thing. When you know, when you read the the trivia, and it says that Donald Sutherland would come in and just rewrite all of his scenes and all that, it's like, yeah, did, did he just rewrite his dialogue? Did he rewrite it to match <laughs> up what what she's going to say to him? Like, how did that work? And was she just like, okay, I guess? I bet that he probably just edited it i think he just, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's
2: I, and that's marty knoxon marty knoxon marty yeah. Yep. yeah i know that like buffy listeners because i'm sure that there's some diehard buffy listeners are probably yeah don't, screaming yeah. into their don't phone at, right now don't
0: at us <laughs> just you know let, well, let us uh <laughs> let us work our way through this <laughs> um that's so
2: when merrick dies Merrick co- dies. I'm, just well, I'm sorry if you guys haven't seen <laughs> this um, 30-year-old movie. <laughs> I think he quotes Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that as a kid like what he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. And um I think he he did some stuff like that. He was trying to I think Oh, sure, right right, right right. Yeah. I like, am I'm, I'm British. But then they were saying like he was going out of his
0: accent <laughs> or like he was supposed to do oh an American God. accent. It was every and, every line that he reads. All I'm hearing is uh, the the like town. His, I'm hearing the town historian from Springfield mm-hmm. where, <laughs> that teaches Lisa the real story of Je, of, of Jebediah Springfield. Springfield. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I didn't mean to startle you, but I do love to talk Jebediah, even when I'm drinking my chicory. I'm the curator, Hollis Hurlbutton
0: Hi, I'm Lisa Simpson. I'm here to research a report on Jebediah.
1: Oh, you're in for a treat. You know, some historians consider Jebediah Springfield a minor patriot, but I think you'll find he's easily the equal of William Dawes or even Samuel Otis. Because
2: his voice
0: is so distinctive. It is mm-hmm. very Donald Sutherland. He's very movie. well
2: used in that episode of The Simpsons, too. He's it's very, a very well used. Well, it's that. A, just a very yeah. Donald Sutherland character that he's and playing. And they too.
0: drew him to look exactly like Donald <laughs> Sutherland, too. Uh, Jonald Sutherland
2: is Canadian. He's from oh. New Brunswick. Okay. Oh, all right. Is
0: Kiefer? Yeah, it's Canadian-born. No, but was Kiefer born in Canada? Oh, I don't know. No. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, I th- I feel like the performance that he gives, the performance that's in the movie, is good. Yeah, you you know, know, he's a great and, actor. and I think there's. I don't know. I think there's there's stuff in that character. I don't think it's a character that's like, why did they bother getting him or whatever. He does have um, a
2: past that he just talks about training all of these girls.
0: So here's my question, mm-hmm. right? And obviously this part of... Well, it's kind of carried over onto the show. But okay. The Slayer is... The Slayer is not reincarnated. So, okay. because, like. She's like the chosen one. Yeah, because yeah. when the one dies, the next one becomes a Slayer, but it's not like a new baby is born. Yeah. Like, I would there's s- another girl that's already alive. Well,
2: isn't it like in season seven of Buffy, there's a whole line of yes. girls, yeah. too? Yeah. Yes. That You're, they do go into that. Yes, yeah. you
0: are a potential. So
2: I think in this series, they really develop. They really flesh that out. Slayer yeah. mythos. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why this basically this trope you know the chosen girl mm-hmm. trope that she's actually the one actually to save everybody to save the to save the trailer save the world um in the movie the mythos is kind of she is reincarnated or that buffy is having these dreams of, of the other slayers. yeah mm-hmm. but it does imply that merit yeah is being reincarnated, which is very different than the mythos of the Giles. series. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of, oh, sexy. Giles. Okay, if we're going to talk about, like, which, you know, which uh, watcher you're going to have, you're going you're gonna to sleep with. You, you, yeah. You're going to go for Giles. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kill Mary, of course. Kill mm-hmm. Mary fuck. Which, <laughs> which watcher would you do? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, well, we've only ever seen the two,
2: but... Yeah. Uh, well, and then there was, like, uh, the... Isn't it Allison Hannigan's husband? Wasn't he also a watcher? Like her real-life he husband? From Angel?
0: Oh, him. Mm-hmm. He was wasn't sexy, he, too. Wasn't
2: he introduced as a watcher? Yeah, he was. He was in the third season. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was because that's who... Um, uh, Charisma Carpenter. I'm so, I'm so sorry, fans out there. I'm totally blinking on names. Cordelia. Cordelia. Because remember, she was kind of like into him, and then they kissed. He's no. like, oh, never mind.
0: And then, yeah. Interesting. That is uh, Alexis Denisov. Don't watch Angel. I just know that's his name. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one of those things. And he married Allison Hannigan. Like, yeah. Interesting. If, I, if, if uh, Billy Eichner ran into me on the street and screamed in my face, What's <laughs> Allison Hannigan's husband's name? I would win that $1. There you go. <laughs> I would win that $1. There you go. Um, but that, the mythos,
2: um, it does in the movie, it makes it seem that. Um, Yes, these Buffy is getting reincarnated. But what's interesting is that the very first scene that the Slayer is there... Merrick tells her like a new the the new Slayer has now been born. Yeah, so she kills herself. So it's more of the sacrifice. Wait,
0: she killed herself? She I thought did. no. I thought he was saying that like you're the new Slayer now. No, and he gives her the, the trouble.
2: This new Slayer has been. Yeah, she went up, and I think she's killing her heart. No, so one Slayer must die for the next one. I didn't see it that see, way. Uh, that's at all. How I I, I, I never it. thought no. of that either. Jacob. I th- no. I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think what
0: happens is. The last Slayer just died, and here she is with the mark. And he's like, "Harry Muldoon, people, you're the new Slayer now." The Harry Moll Club. and he gives her the stake, and she, yeah, she holds it up and she brings it down to her chest, but she doesn't like S- impale herself. Okay, with it. So, oh, yeah, she's just like I'm the new Slayer it. now. Like I, you yeah, been she's like me. she's sort yeah. of she's
2: carrying she's like, the, the yeah, stake. Like they're passing the torch yeah. or yeah. stake. Yeah, she's passing the torch yeah. to kill herself. No, new no, no, absolutely that's not. Absolutely not. That's how I, when I watch it and when you hear it, that's how I, um, am interpreting because then her next dream is this new type of Slayer. Um, I don't think it's the same one. No, it is her. I don't think it is. It is.
0: It's got the long red hair. I never saw it
2: that way. (laughs) Well, this is the thing because, um, there are other, um, you know, influencers uh, not influencers, but you know, YouTubers out there who I, you know, watch and they talk about this, how exactly what you said, mm-hmm. is she being reincarnated? Yeah. Because in the series there is like this potential. And then when a slayer actually does die, a new one, is, they hand it off, they hand yep. it off mm-hmm. and it just happens. And you know, that's really the whole thing, you know, when Buffy dies in the first season, that's why we now have two slayers and so forth. And after that, um, and, but she's part of the Harry Mole Club. Is there a mole involved in the series? At There's all? no. Mark, I don't no think all? so. A mark mm-hmm. is part mark of it. The Mark yeah. of the Covenant. Um, I love that first interaction with uh, Buffy and Merrick. Rude much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a homeless. Yeah.
0: A homeless.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. That part of that slang is like g- instead of saying "get out of my face," he's like "get out of my
0: face, all." Yeah, get it out of my facial. facial. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I don't re- recall what mall that is in, inside.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it might be. They might be just in the Beverly Center. I don't know. Even though they it's, call out the Beverly look, Center, I don't know. It
0: doesn't look like the Beverly Center mm-hmm. from. It, uh, Beverly Center doesn't have like a courtyard like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just might be the the Sherman Oaks Galleria. Possibly, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> America's Mall it had been. Um, redesigned or remodeled yet in uh in 92 so it might be that original like layout from mm-hmm. uh, fast times and commando and terminator and all that stuff so but yeah those uh those that those intro scenes where he's trying to like get in touch with her are are are, are funny um yeah this will, we're maybe we'll have to reach out or search out for that uh comic book adaptation of this to see, it's called how, Origin? to see what's going on oh i don't know what it's called because
2: i know like you know there's the season eight um mm-hmm. comic books and it goes way all you know um what happens with buffy and everyone else after that i think it's called origins and you know joss said this the movie is not canon yeah he says it is not canon kind of a dick move i don't like that yeah i agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) i felt bad for christy yeah i was like oh she don't i remember when she donated that bloomer cheerleader outfit to uh planet hollywood oh i love that Mm. i i remember that and i was always curious why did some cheerleaders have the blue leggings underneath and some were bare legged
0: yeah It looked purple in this view. I think it is purple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's just a choice. I think it's just a personal choice. It's like part of the, like it was at my school too. Like once pep, once cheer. No, I think it's just like, in my mind, once pep, once cheer. They have the option of wearing the tights or not. And some of them do. Some of them like Mm -hmm. wearing it, some of them don't. But yeah, it's just like, because it's not symmetrical, like only half of the girls or, you know, in the lineup or whatever. It's just, it's random. But yeah, we were watching it going, that's not a skirt. That the cheerleaders are wearing—they're bloomers, yes. love it. They're like culottes, yes. So, culottes um, shorts, yeah. The but yeah, purple and gold school colors like the Lakers, were the, hogs. <laughs> the Hogs, the Hogs, the hemi,
2: hemi. Was it Hemi Hogs? The Hem.
0: Hemi. I don't know, but during <laughs> the the uh, the dance at the end. That was – the theme was the environment. It hug the a, world. A pig hugging the world. Mm. Hogs like, hug the world. This, this
2: school gym you see a lot in mm-hmm. movies and television. It's a, such an old school gym. Can
0: you think of any – There is a For lot
2: gym. of commercials that are yeah. shot in this gym because mm-hmm. it just photographs really well because mm-hmm. of that giant window. Yeah. It's a very old school type gym. There's like that. Mm. There, there's a gym like that still in Madeira. Um, it was like, w- it's disconnected from the school. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and it's just old because it's this big dome. They don't make... then they're short ceilings. But they have those nice windows. Because um, the, they really pay off when they do the vampire attack. It at does, events. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the vampire... T- <laughs> so the vampires in this movie... Uh, I mean, I guess they do kind of have some... They have they're their not, they have their they him. have
2: their crazy little uh, sea ears. monkey ears. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're not that the little TV bat, series little bat ears vampires. Kind of. But I do like that uh, sort of the vampire are very traditional, mm-hmm. like hammer horror movie vampires. Yeah. yeah, they just have like big fangs. That Rucker Hauer, like sleeps in a coffin. Mm. No thoughts. He has like his little like red medallion or like his gold medallion
0: it's ve- it's very like mm-hmm. it's very like uh, halloween store yeah like vampire <laughs> like it's a adult deluxe vampire costume yeah. Rucker howard just
2: kind of looking like he's having a lot of fun in this movie too yeah mm-hmm. and that's the
0: other thing it's like Rutger howard is just as like prestigious as donald sutherland and i feel like Rutger howard like you said looks like he's having a great time yeah so it's like come on. Just kind of know what kind of movie you're think, in and just I think Rucker gets the tone. It. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Paul um,
2: Rubens gets the tone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: But yeah, they don't have the traditional vamp out like thing that they do in the show yeah. where they morph into this like Romulan face and like <laughs> probably
2: just because they didn't want to put their actors in makeup yeah. for that yeah. long during a shooting day. Well, and I remember in the feature um the director was like, "Well, we get to write our own vampire, um, what they do and the rules." I'm like, "You didn't really, add, did yeah, really didn't add anything. <laughs> didn't really do anything in the TV series? They, I think, they go into much more, um, and also, like this is '92. Was there any CGI in this movie at all? No. Um, it didn't look like it. Yeah, you know, apparent. I, I feel like you know because CGI was being used um, definitely by the late '90s in TV not to the best <laughs> but um it added more like the dust i remember like whenever you watched like the special features like the, the like oh, the computers got better so we can add more dust and when oh, they kill the, yeah, when the vampires you don't explode. have anything yeah, like that in this like movie that, yeah. um the best death the best death scene though is um paul rubens was it amlin is that his
0: i think that was his vampire yeah his amlin. vampire name is weird amlin he, yeah yeah he has the best death best best death scene because it's Paul Rubens, it's just like, all right, die, be funny. <laughs> you can tell Paul Rubens is ad-libbing. He's yeah. yeah, totally. I'm gonna, I will make this better. Just let me go at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he does like half the movie with one arm. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you ruined my new jacket. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him a lot. Him a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
2: do we want to talk a little bit about Buffy and Pike's relationship? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so. I'm assuming you know a little bit more about the origins, about the original script. Was Pike in the original script? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I would think so. I want to know to what degree, because again, Luke Perry is really big at this time. I think that Did you would they have expand to expand his role. I would think that you would have to have Buffy have a love interest. Yeah, yes, and I think that's part script. of the art mm-hmm. too,
0: because she has a boyfriend from school, mm-hmm. whose name is not Bobby whose name is not Bobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the boyfriend She thinks my name is Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like I said kind of before about Buffy's character and kind of like dumbing herself down. She's really only with this guy because he's Cause popular because yeah. of the he's politics of high school and the basketball yep. team and all that and she doesn't really like him, you know, enough to give that much of a shit about him. Um and so it's like part of the arc of her kind of growing out of her high school friends and these like little you know relationships that she that she has
2: well and also the character of pike that when he first meets buffy he just assumed that she's very shallow and i Mm -hmm. think that he even describes her as being a flake Mm -hmm. that even says i kind of thought you would just be a flake don't take that the wrong way and pike kind of sees that there's more to this girl than what sort of presents on the outside that she is somewhat thoughtful well she calls him a man i love that scene I used to love that scene when I was a kid just because, (laughs) and also it's something that really speaks to me watching it now because I perpetually always just feel like I'm 12 years old that I don't think just sort of being called a man by someone that (laughs) it's how about being called daddy? Yeah, (laughs) I know. I mean, anytime, like when you are after 30, you'll be called daddy on scruff and grinder regardless, but just sort of being called a man by someone. Yeah. I like that scene. It it is a good scene. And Luke Perry does a very good job in this. Yeah. Um, He, in terms of balancing where he needs to be, what the role needs to do. um, Works really good with Christy. Yes. Yep. Um, Until they kiss. Honestly, I didn't feel like she had good (laughs) chemistry. I felt like she was eating his face. Um, I'm like, get away from him. You don't know what to do with him. Um, <laughs> but you know, he calls her flake. Um, he gets saved by Merrick first mm-hmm. cause yeah. that's when his yeah. buddy Benny gets turned. Um, who I think is kind of gay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, like their
0: relationship is. Uh, especially
2: where they're on like the side of that of that cliff yeah Mm -hmm. because i'm not sure when you guys watch movies from your childhood you remember yeah major scenes but like some of the incidental dialogue Mm -hmm. i didn't register and as an adult when you watch i'm like oh is that what they are saying and so they have left cafe blasé and they're walking what runyon cannon it's assuming, it's somewhere up yeah. on like Mulholland Holland or somewhere, and yeah. um, they're discussing the girls and uh, Pike's telling Benny. So, but but would you do them? And then Benny is like, "Hey, like I'll let maybe I'll let you do me or something. Have start having sex with you, and then you wouldn't call me. Yes, yeah. And they're drunk, and it kind of seems like Benny is kind of considering like suicide or whatever, because then Luke falls and then Paul Rubens comes and takes Benny and turns him into a vampire. Um, and then when Pike decides we're going to leave, get out of town and they go after him. And then that's when he- Buffy saves him mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and he's going to keep watch for her. He's going like, to keep watch for her and wait till the sun comes up. Yeah. Um, I think that Pike, he—I'll say—wants to belong. You know, he like he's like oh, there's these vampires going like you know he he starts to figure out that there is something going on in this town in which everyone else seems to really ignore. Yeah, like he's observant about the world that surrounds him. Because when you mm-hmm. have that final like at the dance, those are a lot of dead kids. Yeah. A lot of dead people yeah. that have become vampires. They sort of cut around it, though. Yeah, like, what was it? I don't
0: know. Steven Root's given all those dead bodies detention. <laughs> I mean, detention. I take it that those are vampires. Detention. <laughs> those are detention, probably detention. Well,
2: aren't those vampires that, yeah, uh, yeah. that Pike uh, staked? Okay, so this is very interesting. Yes. Okay, so there was one video I saw, and they're like, hey... Pike is the one who killed most of the vampires at yeah. the end. <laughs> he, was <fully laughs> ran off. he was fully protecting that gem.
0: Yeah, he was. Um, he was the only one. There was only two of them. And Buffy had to go like fight the, the, the head vampire. So I feel like the final... Fi- I mean, not that we're jumping to the end or anything, but the final fight with her and Lothos. Lothos. I was like a little anticlimactic <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to go on for longer yeah it was so quick I was like that's all because they don't really face each other for really most of the movie and then just very much very quickly at the end it's just like boom. boom I mean it's when they meet state. at the
2: at the Rose Parade yeah it's yeah. when they meet at like the or- at like the Rose Bowl yeah yeah, yeah like this whole thing that she's not ready which you kind of get in the first season of Buffy her meeting the Masters like mm-hmm. when she's ready not she's not ready to meet him yet um and that Lothos was kind of going to kill her at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then Merrick steps in. And Merrick wasn't supposed to do that. You know, because he has that speech with Buffy before about, like, I'm not supposed to step in. Even if I think the girl is extra special. And so he steps in. So he really thought she was extra, extra special. Yeah. And um, that's when Lothos says, I'm not ready. And so she meets, He he purposely waits for the dance to go after Buffy. Mm -hmm. And that whole dialogue where, um, and I think this is where some of the best jokes come in. That whole like scene where she goes after him and he's trying to tell her, you and I, you and I were joined. Joined? Police. (laughs) And, um, pushes her away. And um she pressed the crucifix and it's all like oh your puny faith mm-hmm. and no my keen fashion sense. Love it. Uh, it's you know, like it that whole scene, I think the great um is like the the trailer. I remember from the, I remember that from the trailer. But um it is a little anticlimactic because then everyone just leaves at the rent. Okay, Lothos is dead. Everyone leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really know what happens afterwards. Where, do, where, where where, does Buffy go? Yeah.
0: She lives happily ever after. There's no more vampires. Yeah, they go off to like Susanna Hoffs.
2: <laughs> like it's, a Susanna Hoffs song. Yeah. Um, kind of going back a little bit in the story, uh, I really like all of the training stuff set to that Divinal song that I can never listen to on uh, Apple because it is blocked. You have to buy the album for the song, <laughs> like but, the Buffy album. But man. I love the I love that whole training montage where she's really embracing being a Slayer. That she's like, I mean, uh, Ariel step. M- out, Merrick aerial has step like out. rented out this like flash dance loft that <laughs> looks like Joel Schumacher is going to be like filming Flatliners there yeah. in like a couple days. I love that set. Yeah, mm-hmm. billowy curtains. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh the training stuff is really great. It was um, always one of
2: my favorite scenes when I was a kid.
0: The whoever the gymnastics like stunt double is, some really good. Matches you know, Christie pretty well too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah, it does. It never it never looks like oh, well, that's like a different person. Um but yeah, the tra- training montages are always great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're very gay.
2: Every time, like, you do, a, again, a gymnastics training montage, it's pretty gay. <laughs> I also really like the scene uh, where he's training her and he and she meets the vampire in the blind alley. Like, do you yes. remember that? And then they go back to his loft. Feeling. And she's oh. kind of talking to him of, like, do you ever just want to do anything with your life that's not being a... Like a watcher. Like, do yeah. you have any like dreams or kind of anything that you wanted to do? Because I like when she's like, "I'm going to be a buyer."
1: Yes, I'm going to what? Till there aren't any more vampires. Then what? Oh, then maybe I'll go to heaven, <laughs>
0: <sighs> or maybe you'll just get a job.
1: Oh, a job! I would have been a wonderful bootmaker.
0: That is so dull. Uh, I'm going to be a buyer. Of what? I don't know. It's just a job I heard of. Sound pretty cool, you know?
2: Buying buyer to buy. Because that's such like a teenage buy thing that buy. like you've heard about these glamorous jobs, but you don't really know anything about them. Well, I remember hearing that. And then when mm-hmm. friends, when Jennifer Aniston was a buyer, I'm like, oh, yeah, from Buffy. I remember when Buffy wanted uh, to be a buyer. Uh, but yeah, uh, Buffy just heard buyer, about yeah. someone that was a buyer for like a department store or something. And Buffy likes to shop. So that's just sort of her ideal job. I think Christy is really good in those scenes. Yes. And I'm also wondering... With that scene again, is Chris like, okay, again, these are the words on the page, but where is David going <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know they, I, they, I think the scenes are really successful with them together too, mm-hmm. like regardless of Donald Sutherland's yeah. like <laughs> crazy you know attitude or whatever, even
2: if Donald does seem a little checked out during most of this movie, <laughs> I think it works,
0: yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's got that cool hat. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and that, no, he didn't have the brown tie. That was the history teacher that had the, No uh, sense of history. <laughs> he has a brown tie, like I'm ever actually going to El Salvador. <laughs> or, no, like I'm ever going to Spain anyways. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um... The friendship – the friend-group relationship is really weird. I mean we kind of talked about it already. um, You kind of just
2: see how rotted all of them are (laughs) as the scenes progress because when uh, Natalie Wood's daughter they talk about is found dead in the hills and they still had um, Kimberly's yellow leather jacket – they're more upset about the jacket, not about their friend dying. Yeah, And when you see kind of Christy this walking O'Neil walking leather, behind them, and you can just jackets. see her kind of like looking at them, just being yeah. like... You didn't give that back to her? Like, just sort of like Buffy's look of disgust yeah. of when she's following her friends and just how vapid they are. Yeah. That, that leather- somebody from their friend group has been found killed and they're more upset about the a jacket that's not returned. Jacket.
0: Yeah. And then also, too, you know, when um, Buffy ultimately gets, you know, broken up with by the boyfriend. On her machine. On her machine. And he shows up to the dance with another girl from her with friend group. Jen. The idiot. And then when yep. Christy Swanson and the other friend know that it happened and they're just, like, waiting for Buffy. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching her and just laughing. Yeah. And it's like... Are you, aren't you friends? Like, I don't get it. Like, why? That's so weird. It's like, okay, you guys are supposed to be friends. It's like, obviously, they don't give a shit about each other at all. Like, they don't, they're not really friends with, you know, with any of themselves. You know, they all just hate each other, Mm -hmm. Clearly, you know, when it comes down to it. So, it's like, Buffy got out. Exactly at the right time, because yeah. it's like, okay, well... she's purpose now. That's, yeah. the, mm-hmm. that's that
2: whole scene with mm-hmm. her and Pike when they're back at her house um, after she saved him for the first time. And she talks about, like, she now has, um, everything is more clear. Yeah, yeah. And that is kind of really, I think the important, the important thing about this movie is that it does establish how this is what Buffy was... And, and she's this is, now becoming And this, this is this. what she becomes. Mm-hmm. And you see her progress with each scene of yes. the movie, too. Yeah. Reading that Alyssa Milano was originally set to play Buffy. What? Do you think mm-hmm. that Alyssa mm-hmm. would have read a little too young for Buffy? So when? In 92? No, not in 92. When did Who's the Boss end? 92? I, I think it was like early 90s. Mm-hmm. So Alyssa, I guess when I think of Alyssa at that age, I think of her like at... 15. Sure. I mean, Alyssa would still be playing high school up until, like, 96 and 97. When did she do Poison Ivy 2, Lily? I think that was around, like, 90, 95, I think. Oh, my. Interesting. Interesting. Because she made Fear, Fear in, 96, in 96, and she's Reese Witherspoon's best friend in that. Who's the Boss? Buffy.
0: Who's the Boss ended uh, in April of 92. But the thing is, Alyssa Milano was, uh, you know, at that point, she was born in 72.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So sure. she was 20. You yeah, know, it could have worked. She just looks young, mm-hmm. but she's the same age as Christy Swanson. <laughs> you know, but she just, I mean, she just looks really young. And mm-hmm. she was playing teenagers and all that. But yeah, I mean, I think it could have worked. I think it would have worked fine. Um, I don't know how like how accurate that is I wonder if it's just like... Yeah, I don't know. Gossip, hot gossip mm-hmm. or not. I mean, according to old IMDb trivia. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of a broad character for Alyssa. I've never really seen her play this kind of comedy this broad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, who knows? I'm trying to think of more maybe like the physicality worked. of it. um. I mean, I don't. I don't know that Christy Swanson is an actual gymnast either. <laughs> no, but, but hey, you know what? No, but Christy
2: Swanson was in Skating with the Stars. She wasn't. <laughs> she broke up a marriage during it too. Well, I wasn't going sure to say did. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure yeah, mm-hmm. but like there is some physic uh, Like you know, she She has some athleticism, and I know Sarah Michelle Gellar. She talks about when she did Buffy, like how much training she have to do. Has Alyssa Milano ever? been in a very probably not
0: uh do you not remember teen steam her teen workout video vhs (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) and again it's acting it's a movie i don't know that ice skating with the stars is really christy swanson's (laughs) big uh key into her success as buffy summers but um yeah i think i think Alyssa would have been great in it um we talked a little bit about the parents of um, of Buffy and how they're very different from the television show, but I think we need to just kind of once and for all say, like, this is not this TV show. No, right? it's, it's, it's something totally thing. different, um, and that's but, what I like about yeah. it too. Is but that the, it feels very separate. Yes, yes. And the parents in the and it's interesting because a lot of teen movies get that there's the cliche of like, well, where are the parents? And what are the parents mm. doing? And the parents are absentee and blah blah blah. But this movie makes it a point to show you. Yes, they are absentee. Mm. They do not care about this girl. They're going out out at like 10 (laughs) o'clock on a weekday. And I think that's one of the funniest lines in the movie when Buffy comes home and the mom goes, do you know what time it is? And she's like, I don't know, 10. And she's like, I knew it. This watch stopped. (laughs) Pay a fortune for something. (laughs) Honey, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. Mm -hmm. And they're leaving at 10 o'clock at night to go out but yeah it's just they're like they're moving they're shaking they're like they're hip like parents going off on like vacations and like and i kind of like in <laughs> this so in the
2: story that you don't have a parental element in it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's like those aren't characters that you have to worry about yeah they're not important to the story the yeah four, so they, they the story is buffy and yeah. pike yeah
0: and uh Merrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what mm-hmm. that's like that's what I'm saying. In in another yeah. movie there it's like it's a criticism. It's a common criticism or trope to say like, "Well, where were their parents?" Well, it's like, "Well, we're going to show you where they are." We're mm-hmm. going to show you that they're that they don't care. They're out, you know, they're checked out. Um and I think it's just and it's done in such a funny memorable way, you know, that um Mm-hmm. That these that these characters are like that, so I, yeah, I think that that's a uh, that's very clever. You know, you don't you don't see that often in, in these teen movies. You just get to say like, "Oh, their parents are assholes." Yeah, they're missing.
2: Well, I remember in the series at this time when Buffy actually finds out her parents are getting a divorce. Yeah, so it's, it sets it's, like, it's, a, like up a whole broken yeah, family. It's a thing. Very, it's a very different, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, story. Um, with her and (laughs) what does he say like like they're just really rich because they say stay off the jag you know they just have all of this money and you kind of get that they're um frivolous Mm -hmm. in the movie
0: yeah i mean buffy does want to buy that April O'Neil leather jacket. I think it's a cool leather jacket. <laughs> it's retro. I don't know about that yellow. It's I don't know about that yellow. Like, immediately, Chrissy Swanson is an asshole. Like, how, are, how is she, like, surprised by this at all? She's like, they're, they're in a mall, and she d- is shopping. It's like, we're in a mall. I'm shopping. I'm looking at clothes. And she's just like, oh, what did she say? Like, what are you guys doing? Or, like, she's, like, standing off in the back when she says that the jacket's five minutes ago oh she's like so much
2: wouldn't you love me in this oh come on that's so five minutes ago and then jen is basically a follower
0: because
2: but yeah. two days later both uh christy swanson and jen not Chrissy swanson kimberly kimberly and jen come yep. in with leather jackets, mm-hmm. and she's it's a retro and jen just like they're following um so you definitely have that um who's the real leader of the group um, between them,
0: well, I mean, it starts off as Buffy. But yeah. When Buffy starts to lose interest in, it sort of becomes
2: them. Kimberly Hillary yeah. Swank. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, she seizes the opportunity because she realizes that Buffy is losing interest in, you know, planning the planning the dance and you know all of that. Um, Paris Vaughn plays
2: Nikki. Paris Vaughn was in the Fresh. Uh, She was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. Okay. I liked her. Mm -hmm. I I thought she did a very good job with a valley girl. She was the most valley and the most vapid. um, And she honestly at times the most mean. Mm -hmm. Making all those mean comments to people at the dance and was not telling. That's the thing. Okay. The whole thing with Jen. Jen obviously wanted Buffy's boyfriend Mm -hmm. before they actually, like, Stop dating, and then Jen goes to this dance, and then goes and regrets sleeping with her boyfriend as mm-hmm. the as Buffy's getting attacked by vampires. Um, one of the, also the scenes that I really latched onto as a kid was how pretty Christy Swanson looked when she went to the dance in her like white and like her white dress. And her like cute little bun. But just I remember how handsome Luke Perry was when he walks out. When he like enters the dance. Yeah. He's wearing that leather jacket. His hair is slicked back. And he's just like handsome boyfriend.
0: <laughs> his hair is slicked back, but it still doesn't look like Dylan. Mm-hmm. No, because he had, remember yeah. when he shaped his sideburns a little bit. Mhm. So yeah, it's uh it's still he's still giving us like a different character. It's not like, oh, well, he's Dylan now, you know, because the hair is pushed back. It's a different style. It's just slicked. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very interesting that they that they did that. That was to, definitely like, a memorable
2: shape. moment for me watching it of like, okay,
0: this is just like cute movie boyfriend yeah Mm -hmm. and also the kind of leather jacket that they gave him because you know he rides a motorcycle it's kind of a functional leather jacket because it has the arm well yeah so Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is like he rides a he rides a motorcycle in the movie so they they make sure to give him this leather jacket right but it's a very specific kind it's not a motorcycle jacket like a traditional quote-unquote like you know uh uh, Brando kind of like black leather motorcycle jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of I think it's like brown, and um, just in the final look at the dance, it almost like if you look at it and like squint your eyes, you look at him and you look at her. They almost have a kind of like I don't know, almost like a little like period drama costumey yeah. look to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of giving it this like like uh, I don't know they're almost looking like they're
2: going to like the back to the future dance that they're <laughs> almost dressed like classic movie teenagers from like the early yeah, 60s because like she has I always thought she had a very fancy dress when she went yeah. to the strands and you know it becomes functional yeah. because he steps he steps on it mm-hmm. and it's like bl-
0: a bloomer dress yeah. after that and- well it has a bubble it has a bubble skirt and then underneath the bubble skirt is like a longer like a line skirt that goes down to her ankles. And so, yeah, at a point he steps on the longer skirt portion and it comes off and just the bubble skirt is left, and, which is right at her knees. And, and it's, it's very nineties. She's
2: wearing boots. That was yes. the thing. You're going to wear a formal dress mm-hmm. with your boots. Um, she's wearing white. I wonder if the symbolism for that is that because she's going to meet Lothos.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it just also looks good with the leather jacket. Yeah that he
2: throws to And her. you want Buffy to stand out, too. She does yeah. stand mm-hmm. out. She looks the fanciest. I feel like all of my expectations for school dances were from, <laughs> from this Bobby. scene. And I don't think yeah. that they were ever met And any <laughs> of my school dances. None of my school dances ended with, like, vampires, like, well, trying to burn down the
0: gymnasium. Oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> yep. um, it's, like, also, is it prom? It's the it's senior, senior, dance. senior dance. So the only seniors dance. can go to it. Sounds like it. We don't have to invite every single senior. <laughs> but it's I the senior dance. Um, yeah, so that's the other thing. It's like, how big is the school? Because there's a lot of kids in there, and it's just one it's class. they got a lot of dances. Yeah. And they haven't even gotten to the spring, spring formal, formal. The semi-formal, semi-formal. and <laughs> the senior prom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like...
2: This is basketball season. So what, this is December or January yeah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like you have to do that math.
0: No clue. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's and so it's not the prom, but it's also only for seniors mm-hmm. and it's semi formal because the girls are all mm-hmm. in. Their girls are all in like gowns, you know. Because um, like all dances are not formal. Like most dances are just like square, whatever.
2: And also, uh, I like that this sort of fits the formula of a classic high school movie. Yeah. That you have to, you have to end your movie, you have yeah. to end your last act on the school dance. I like that little note in the script. Yeah. Kind of going to, to more of a traditional teen movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it follows a lot of like tropes of a traditional teen movie, but also... Um, The comedy maybe – or like the horror elements kind of elevate it or make it a little Mm -hmm. bit more – not adult, but a little bit more mature. It can kind of um, –
2: it can swing between comedy and horror. Yeah. And it's a tone that I think that works – And I don't really have much of a problem with it, as most critics did at the time, because I don't think this movie was very liked. I don't think it was when it came out. I think it did okay at the box office. Like, I think it was relatively a cheap movie for Fox to produce. That it did probably gross its budget back, and they put it on regular rotation on cable. Mm -hmm. I feel like this this is a type of movie that probably made most of its money through rental. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's how it developed. That's right. Got its
0: audience, yeah, for sure.
2: And I grew up on the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I would tape it every week. Like, yeah. oh, wow. a die-hard Buffy fan. But the thing about Buffy that when I grow older and I kind of probably the past few years I've not, I've kind of fallen out out with it. Maybe it's just because Josh Whedon has been knocked down a few pegs that, like, there's sort of the disillusionment with him. Mm-hmm. But whenever I revisit it I'm not as into it as I used to be. But This movie, on the other hand, I'm always super on board with. Yeah. That I'm almost latching on to this movie a little more than the TV show. I know that's a Hmm. very like hot and cold opinion (laughs) to have, especially with people that love the TV show. Yeah. But I think this movie has a charm to it that I love. Yes, it does have a charm. However, I would not be opposed for... Buffy movie remake in terms of the origin, I would love to see. I think it's. I think it's always been discussed. Yeah, that yeah. they would revisit this um, material. When I like Buffy in high school. Um, if I'm we're we're talking about the series really quick, I like one, two, three, and seven. Those are my favorite seasons. She's in high school. I think it works in high in in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Joss Whedon. Ugh, yeah. It's definitely not uh, a name. <laughs> I find that when I revisit it, it just goes down as a, as a teenager show from the 2000s. <laughs> that it just yeah. sort of... I think that there's parts of it that just kind of date. That when you yeah. revisit it. That if I were to... Yeah. Like, Scott, you're going to watch either Buffy the Vampire Slayer or 90210. I'm probably picking up the 90210 DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And I mean, 90210 itself can be just as like precious oh, or yeah. you know whatever but and also I guess, 90210 just has that camp quality yeah, yes. about it of the <laughs> early 90s that yeah. sort
2: of makes it a little more fun to revisit yeah but with 90210 I'm still very much like okay they're done with their high school graduation
0: oh Turn yeah I could, I could care less once they go to college because it's it's one of those things that's like Okay, you're 19, but you're, like, uh, vice president of, like, an advertising company. What is going on? Like, you're, like, a mogul running, like, a nightlife empire, and you're 20 and a half. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't get it. But I think that it just has to do that the
2: 92 movie, this was my first introduction to the material. So mm-hmm. I think that I'm just sort of... I just have this affectionate for it. Yeah. That this, like... It always was one of my favorites to see on TV, Mm -hmm. that I would watch this movie all the time. That, yeah, like there's just something about this movie that I'm drawn to a little more now than the TV show. It's nostalgic. It's It's nostalgic, nostalgic. definitely, yeah. And I don't feel that way for the Buffy series. Even though I still really do enjoy watching the Buffy series, I, I think some of the... Mm, themes are much stronger in this series, just because it oh, got they, to can, run. they can also ex- like expand it with a exactly. with like twenty two episodes exactly. in a season, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I remember Joss Whedon feminism, sure, you know, I, a, which is a very like and like touchy re, subject now. Revisit, yeah. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. revisiting because that Joss Whedon feminism, because you know from Joss Whedon we get. Um, we get Firefly. We get Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we get from him? I feel like there is one. That's good enough. One... <laughs> good.
0: Hey, we saw that truck today, that yeah. Firefly truck. Yeah. We'll post that on the stories. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's a controversial figure nowadays. Um, Angels. Right? With uh, with everything that happened with you know Justice League and you know complaints that have come out from people that have worked with him but i mean we're just talking about this material in particular which you know like i said he was he wrote the screenplay it got produced and this is the movie that we got from it and i Mm -hmm. think it still feels like a joss whedon like property but Mm -hmm. i think they did really well with uh, adapting it to you know i think it's still it's funny it's you know um it's like I don't think it's scary by any means, right? Like no. it's not. Like it's kind scary. of like, like the, the perfect movie
2: made. to watch when you're a kid and you're over at a sleepover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it
0: has like it has horror elements to it because of like the vampire characters and all that. So I think it's yeah, it's a good like horror comedy and it's a good kind of intro for young people, um, especially at the time in the early '90s. Yeah, yeah. it's a good intro for young people. To, like, the horror genre and to understand, like, vampire mythology and all that and to, like, kind of ease into maybe, you know, liking horror movies. And Buffy has always been a
2: character that gay men in the gay community, lesbians, the gays, Mm -hmm. they all love Buffy. Like, Buffy is a character that speaks to our community. She goes through a transition. Mm -hmm. She has to become herself. Um, I always felt this movie when you watch, it when you're really young and when you start to understand like the jokes, you felt smart. Yeah. You felt witty. There's kind of hidden jokes in the script that you didn't really get the first time that the first few times that you watched it. Well, Pete, you mentioned it before how like the adults, how the way the adults are written I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of the basketball coach. Sure. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's like, and he's like, what pause, like I am a human being and I have a right (laughs) to the ball. And when he tells, who was it? Goober, the vampire, (laughs) the friend, the basketball vampire. And he's saying, you need to sit down and how you made me feel. Um, Adult, played by uh, Sasha Jensen from Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yes, he's yep. in Dazed and Confused. That's kind of one yep. of his first big movies. He's also in Halloween Four. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's okay. In 4. Yes, he is in Halloween. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I he's the about boyfriend.
0: That. Um, yeah, and the basketball coach is uh, Mark DiCarlo. He was the host of Studs. Studs. How about that? Was it kisses or hearts they got to stick on their body parts? Hearts. Hearts. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah the coach is a very is a funny character he's very like um yeah I don't know how would you describe that kind of like not like uh, I don't know like new age kind of yeah is like, it's, its just like new age yeah. just like the power of positive thinking
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, then, yep. um, and all the adults are written in that they're not smart to what's happening yeah the kids are smarter. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. the adults.
0: Yeah. Like even the the principal played by Steven Root. You yep. know, just kind of still just doesn't even really get what's going on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really get what's going on and he yeah. still
2: tries to hang on to, I did drugs in the 60s <laughs> and I feel like I can try to relate yeah. to these kids that I'm the principal of. Yeah, totally.
0: So, yeah, I feel like there's just uh, – there's like – layers there's like a lot of layers in the movie there's a lot of things that like you can go back to and like notice if you didn't notice before or just things that um uh different people can latch on to for different you know i'm also kind reasons. of a sucker for a movie that's under 90 minutes that yeah. this movie is
2: an hour and 26 minutes. Oh, like, wow. Bless that runtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are the deleted scenes? <laughs> Extended scenes? <laughs> no Buffy director's cut yet. Ah, okay. <laughs> and this director, uh, Fran, Rubel, Kazooie, did go on to, to produce a television show. That may have been uh, legal things that he just sort of had this property oh, and he she had to have his name on It's she. It's a female director. Is it? Yeah. Is it female? Yeah, I think it's female. Why version. did I think this was a guy? Yeah. I thought that Oh wow. I mean it's Fran, so Yeah, that would totally make sense. And Interesting. Okay. She I don't think had done much directing prior to that. Interesting. This. Yeah, she is married to Kaz Kazui. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Is Kaz Kazui a male? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean these aren't these are crazy uh, names. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We can't do That's make so any interesting. I've never really I've never
2: really thought that this is directed by a woman. You know what's funny is as we were watching this today and I was thinking like, dang, like this should have been a movie that they needed to hand off to a female director. Now I'm a, just a dummy that I never <laughs> realized that. Well I think she
0: hadn't directed a whole lot before and No, she directed one movie called Tokyo Pop. Um that well, I have no idea what this is. And she directed nothing after it. She's a than... producer on or-
2: Orgasmo. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So it's it's yeah. How did I don't? This is weird. <laughs> Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Does she really exist? I don't know. Is she like the great and powerful Oz? Maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, she went on to produce both Angel and Buffy. So hey, mm-hmm. she's sad. She probably just
0: never really it's had indication. to had to work. She's set. Yep, she's sad. Very interesting, yeah. But how do you get, you know, how do you get uh, a major motion picture director seat, you know, as a unproven, yeah, female director in nineteen ninety-two, given almost
2: ten million dollars to make this movie? Yeah. It cost ten million dollars. I mean, it's probably eight to ten million. Yeah, very I mean, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's Hollywood. That's how much it makes. That's how much movies cost. Do you think Luke was paid more than Christie? Ooh, I don't know. Hmm, I mean, yeah. Luke was the established star coming off of a major series at the time. I don't know. You think Luke was paid more than Donald. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why Donald no. Sutherland. The, the
0: estimated budget according to IMDb is $7 million. Opening weekend, it made four point five, and a total worldwide gross is sixteen million. So, a little more than doubled. It's. I think they would call that a sleeper.
2: Yeah. Also, because it's directed by women. Mm-hmm. Women always direct sleepers if they're yeah.
0: successful movies. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I mean, but you know, this movie it's got a it's got a long uh, history. It's got a long like legacy with. You know the property branching off into the television show and now comics mm-hmm. and and all of that, but I feel like it's a it's a it's a good like starting point for mm-hmm. the whole like yeah. buffy mythology mm-hmm. um, even if you know the script was later on turned into its own comic books you know series and all that I feel like it's definitely worth either rewatching if you haven't seen it in a while or picking it up if you haven't seen it at all. I mean I, I wouldn't think it's be still funny. I wouldn't be
2: surprised to hear if a lot of young people that have gone on to discover the Buffy television show that have probably not watched the movie. Yeah. You know what? That is well I was doing some research prior to this, um, a lot of the people on YouTube hadn't seen yeah this movie. And I mean, it's set in the early '90s. Kids love the '90s now. Yeah, but like, but again, they they don't they don't want to do their research. You know, they don't want to go mm-hmm. out and like actually see some of these. They don't movies. want to actually rent it on no. a streaming platform while no. it could be on something like Amazon Prime or mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think it should be watched. You know, I think if you are a Buffy fan, you need to watch this. It's part of the history. Even though it's not may not be canon, it is part of like, hey, if this movie hadn't been made, this series would not have
0: existed. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I mean, just one of those video store standbys of my childhood, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, great mm-hmm. poster. Yeah. Great box, great VHS, mm-hmm. box art, you know. Iconic cheerleader. I outfit. still
2: listen to this soundtrack all the time. I still listen to that Toad and the Wet Sprocket song and that Matthew Sweet song. (laughs) That Matthew Sweet song, uh, it's called Silent City. It's when uh, they're getting ready for the dance Mm -hmm. and Pike is sharpening the stakes and Buffy is like... Wearing that awesome outfit. Yep. Mm She's wearing those cut-offs. Bermuda style <laughs> denim, and like her yeah. look kind of changes too. Yeah, she kind of dresses down a little bit. She kind of, she's. I mean, ready for battle. I mean, she's kind of ushering herself into the grunge era of the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Pre-grunge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but like she's sort of like I. I she's sort of like going. I into
0: hesitate it. to say pre-grunge. It is right. It's at exactly right at the cusp of grunge. Grunge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know these things. <laughs> but
2: but what what I'm getting at is that no, no, she's no, sort I agree. of I agree she's sort of saying. changing yeah. as a character yeah. as pop culture was changing at that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. she's wearing that. she's wearing like her cute little cutoff. She's wearing a plaid yeah. uh, mm-hmm. unbuttoned shirt. Her yeah. hair is not as styled too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Buffy from the from the beginning of this movie wouldn't wouldn't dress like this. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Brighter colors. And I, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but Christy Swanson, kind of an asshole. Like, Yeah. Her, she's super annoying, yeah. but I mean, fuck, she was the original Buffy. <laughs> so sometimes, I kind of just have to give her a pass. I'm just yeah. like, oh, but so, buffy is so good though <laughs> so like i always felt bad for chrissy swanson I'm like oh after buffy you did nothing because i don't I, when i think of i chrissy mean swanson, she was the bitchy girlfriend and big daddy and she was one of the i think that she was like ashton kutcher sean William scott's girlfriend and dude where's my car i okay but yeah but she just went on to be the girlfriend i think of buffy i think of ferris bueller and i think of pretty in pink no mr boogity Oh, sure. Yep. (laughs) With David Faustino. But Um, yeah, she never quite found a role like this after it. Yeah. That she could never come to anything as close to as cool as a role like Buffy was. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know like you like you said she 's uh, pretty outspoken on some things that are not quite up our alley. I mean people are complicated yeah, too, yeah, mm-hmm. so i mean yeah whatever it's it, like it 's not like we're you know we 're not out there like buying her fragrance or like uh, supporting any of these weird you know like Alt-right like right causes, you know, these ugly yeah. tweets that she sends mm-hmm. out. So you know we can yeah, st- we you, can still you watch this movie. You just have to kind of remove yourself feel from the person okay it, and you know. kind
2: of focus on the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So because I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a it's a funny and she you know her contributions to this movie are you know it's a big deal. She was she's funny in it. She's yeah, good, and and you know. I know that she
2: always posts about this movie whenever anniversaries come up. That it's yeah. something that she is Remember very me. that she's very proud of. And yeah, she kind of like tweets about that, of well, like, I, mean, I was the original Buffy. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, when you think of Buffy, when when someone says Buffy, even, I don't think of Christy Swanson. I think of Sarah Michelle Guller. I think of Christy Swanson. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think of Sarah Michelle Guller. Um, and I always find it interesting how yes, Sarah... but you
0: also think that the uh, original Slayer kills herself. I do that that's too, that's yeah. That's wrong, very true. So.
2: Um, I always find it interesting how Sarah was uh, originally cast of um, uh, Cordelia. And yeah. then and so that always makes me think Was wh- there a very vari- was there another version of the pilot shot with someone else? Yes, with Willow. It was a different Willow. Okay. Uh-huh. But that makes me think of how when they were casting and they were starting the series, how did they view Buffy? Were did were they trying to well, this is kinda how Christy kind of did Buffy. Let's try to find someone like that. Um or were they trying to do something different? I always wondered that and how they were trying to develop Buffy for the series Mm -hmm. when they first started.
0: Yeah, because Sarah Michelle Gellar is such a different type than Christy Swanson. I mean, let's face it, Christy Swanson is pretty waspy and Sarah Michelle Gellar is not. Um. Yeah. So, I think <laughs> Sarah Geller is Jewish. No. <laughs> yeah. So I think that yeah maybe they were like okay she would she would be a great fit for Cordelia I think they just really wanted to work with her because mm-hmm. she was very hot you know mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was coming off of All My Children yeah quite a few years prior to this but you know she had like she had an Emmy like she was just you know uh up and coming like. Actress, and they just, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe they just kind of turned around and said, I also I think, think she'd that they probably liked that Sarah
2: could play popular bitchy girl really well because I think that's what she was originally intended for was mm-hmm. the Cordelia, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And they probably like that duality of like, okay, this is what that character was, yeah. and this is what she became now.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, and the, and watching the show is a whole other, like, mm-hmm. ball of wax, because that's, like you said, it's seven seasons. It's seven seasons. Seven yeah. seasons, like 22 episodes. 22 episode mm-hmm. seasons. It's a lot of content. Even though season
2: one's a little short, because it was yeah. a mid-season replacement. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but, it's, but it's still a lot of content. So, mm-hmm. I mean, start yourself off with, with this movie. It's quick. It's, it's a tidy yeah. hour and 26 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. It's a quick It's still
2: super funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah. the jokes still hold up. Yeah.
0: Luke Perry's hella cute, Chrissy Swanson. You just kind of want to like be her, or be her friend. So, it's, you know, it's it's one of those. It's uh, it's it's it holds up after after all these years. So.
2: And I think it's important for our show to acknowledge Buffy. That I know that we're yeah. kind of a movie podcast and doing the Buffy series isn't quite in our wheelhouse. Mm. But it's important mm. to acknowledge the fandom mm. of Buffy and its influence it's had on the LGBT community.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, and you know, just introducing queer characters on the show mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it uh, it did a lot, but the, but yeah, this is a good starting off point. All I'm saying,
2: if I have my DVD set of Buffy in front of me and I have the '92 movie, I'm probably just going to watch the '92 movie. <laughs> well, it's shorter. <laughs> I know yeah. it's shorter, it's easier. It's just yeah, <laughs> just pop it in.
0: It's easy. It's funny. But you, oh, you know what?
2: You can all when you watch it. Over, um, you can pick up new things on it. Yeah, that script. You yeah. really do. Like, there's layered jokes in it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, do we have any? Do I have any notes that I haven't got that I haven't brought up? Do we have anything? Anything lingering that you guys wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about yet?
2: Um, I used to love the closing credits of when they drive off to the Susanna Hoff song. Mm-hmm of close our eyes and they end in the credit scene of the newscaster i always used to think those scenes with liz smith the reporter were so funny well you know well because that's really where the i think joss whedon humor joss whedon humor really lies Mm -hmm. is all those side characters they had some funny lines out of Mm -hmm. nowhere um, Chris, uh, Christy, what's up? Hillary Swank, Kimberly. Delivering her, like, this is why I'm <laughs> accepting Miss America. Well, because she has, <laughs> okay, so the dance, um, Nikki tries to save her oh and then nikki, do you think nikki meets like an untimely end after being like pulled out of that window dead. yeah unfortunately was nikki nikki's dead oh nikki's dead. okay and, i mean she sorry. was kind of an asshole yeah she so yeah, she was. yeah. Um, nikki's dead and it throws uh uh kimberly into a frenzy <laughs> the principal just smacks her to shut her up knocks her out and she goes into a place where she is miss america Mm -hmm. love it (laughs) yeah yeah is this is this the closest that we're i mean we could i mean if we ever want to do just like a downer movie one day we could do boys don't cry i was thinking like is this the closest that we're ever going to get to like a hillary swank movie on our podcast About the next karate kid you know, I've never seen that. <laughs> Neither one of us has seen it. The next, it, so the we're not, next Karate the Kid, third she, one. No, yeah. no, it's the fourth one. Oh my god! Where she jumps the on the car. One. Wait a minute. Did she yeah. do? Um, did she do this before? Oh, the Karate Kid. Oh, the next Karate Kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because hmm. I remember Hilary Swank from that. Like I remember, it, you know, like this new actress, Hilary Swank. And then when I watch Buffy again, I'm like, oh. Wait a minute! That girl looks familiar. It's crazy that nobody remembers her arc on Nine Hundred Two and Uhhuh. Like she pretty much finished Nine Hundred Two and and right and went right to Boys Don't Cry, and then won the Oscar. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And next karate kid was ninety four. Wow. Yeah. Another one that played high school.
0: Maybe for a, a long for a time. long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did sixteen episodes of Nine Hundred Two and oh. Yeah, they got her in at the very end. Wow, uh-huh. that's crazy. Who
2: was that blonde chick on Nine Hundred Two and I think she had Jenny, a storyline. Jenny Garth? No, yeah. Dory Spelling. She had a short storyline, I think, with G- Br- Brandon. She had short blonde hair. Talking about Christina Lee's her. Yeah. Yes. I could see her as Buffy.
0: Um, Emily Valentine? I, I could em-
2: see- um, Christina Lise is going to be on the new uh, Child's Play show. They're bringing back that character. Yeah, I could totally see her as Buffy. You know, she kicked Chucky's ass <laughs> down that
0: <laughs> factory slide. We love Christina Lee. Come on the show, Christina You're amazing. <laughs> well, uh, I mean... I think we this... got to wrap this up. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's time to wrap it up. So that,
2: that was our Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Yeah, this
0: was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on the Thank show Thank you so again. much. This is like You're I welcome. said at the top of the show,
2: we've spent uh, Labor Day with you for three years in a row now. I know. It's mm-hmm. a tradition. It's like a tradition.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, listeners, you should go back and check out our Summer School episode. That movie's still so much fun. Summer School is insane. Yeah. R.I.P. Carl Reiner. Another uh, another movie yeah. that has, uh controversial uh Figures in it with uh, Kirstie Alley. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and even Mark Harmon. I feel yeah, like Mark Harmon. What did Mark Harmon do? I feel like Mark kind of Harmon. There's
2: a lot of stories
0: coming out that he's just kind of an asshole. Yeah, from. Was he? Is it NCIS, NCIS or yes, JAG? Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. but that's uh, for that's for another episode. But thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. You're very welcome. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about what what movie we want to do next with you next Labor Day. We've <laughs> <laughs> so got a whole year to figure it out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, until then, it is time for us to bid you adieu. Bye, man. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much
2: for listening, everybody. Yeah. So we're going to have some exciting episodes come up, uh, coming on up. We're going to do two Disney movies in a row. Ooh. And I'll just go ahead and say them on the podcast. Ooh. We're doing The Little Mermaid and Sleeping Beauty. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a lot it's of gonna fun. It's going to be fun. Yes, indeed. Um, I love both those movies. Two
2: really fun guests. I'm, I'm excited to talk about them with it. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to talk about those movies those movie with them yeah that'll
0: be a lot of fun that'll be a lot of fun but until then I think it is that time Patreon shout out Patreon shout out (laughs) So uh, we would love to say hello and thank you so much to our wonderful patrons. Chris, Susan, Barry, JJ, Brandon, Leighton, Shelby, Merle, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine and Rufino. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks so much for being patrons. You guys head on over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for some really fun additional content like... Our watch with us commentaries. Yes, our, our September
2: one will be out very soon, around the time this episode comes out.
0: Yes, indeed, and some monthly newsletters mm-hmm. and some handwritten postcards from the both of us. Mm-hmm. So lots of cool stuff over there. So check out patreon dot com slash movies that made us gay for that. We would also love it if you would rate, review, give us and five stars, subscribe please. Subscribe over mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Um, You can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. Uh, You can also follow me. My name is Pete. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. And I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter and Scott Youngballer on Instagram. Yes, indeed. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, until next week, we shall see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh!